In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It happens rarely, at least for me, while driving, hearing words that cause you to pull the car over, stop, pause, and really listen. Such was the experience for me in late April as I wound through the landscape of far western North Carolina, out of the reach of radio stations and cell reception, but with a podcast sharing the words of our Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy. His words arrested my progress. I pulled over to listen to Dr. Murthy's kind voice speak into being something that I have heard from many of you in different ways. That we're in an enduringly tender place at this moment in time, as we're in a public health crisis of loneliness. Quote, there are studies now telling us that more than half of Americans feel lonely. And the numbers are greatest among young people, as it turns out. And when people struggle with loneliness, not only is it bad for their mental health, increasing their risk for depression and anxiety, but it also increases their risk for heart disease and premature death and so many other physical illnesses, end quote. And I think our feast that we keep today, our feast of title, Holy Cross Day, has something profound and powerful to offer in response to this health crisis of loneliness. For in God's holy cross comes love. As we gather to begin our program year We do well to remember whose we are and who we are. We come as an intergenerational gaggle of humans doing the best we can with the gifts and skills that we have at this moment to roll out the edges of God's kingdom. And we've been doing so in community in this place since our parish was first incorporated in 1842 by 12 women and 12 men. Since our chapel construction began in 1843, built by craftspeople who were enslaved, some owned by our first parish priest, a space that was then consecrated by Bishop Silliman Ives, not as the Chapel of the Atonement, as the community was originally known, but as the chapel of the Holy Cross. Why the cross? We can remind ourselves that for at least the first three centuries of Christian history, the cross was a reason that people attacked Christianity. The scandal of the cross was a justifiable reason for dismissing the Christian faith. Why? Because you crucify awful people. 
That was what the culture said. And to have a faith based around a man who had been crucified made no sense. It was not until the early 4th century when Helena, the mother of Emperor Constantine, undertook an archaeological search for the cradle of Christianity. Do we begin to have a shift in the way the cross was perceived? Crucifixion in the Roman world was for rebels, for disobedient slaves, and it marked the reality of Christ's identification with those whom society structures deemed to be lowest. An object of such derision and scorn, such scandal, is our namesake. I know of no other object at the heart of more architecture or art than the cross. But what is it about the cross that inspires us to call this day Holy Cross Day? What does it mean that Christians engrave it, paint it, sculpt it in their homes, in their churches, on their bodies? What is it about the power of this emblem that compels athletes Soldiers, priests, explorers to sign themselves with the cross before a great moment of endurance or fear. And why is this day, why indeed is every day different because of those two pieces of wood which were hastily but surely fixed together from which our Lord hung? The cross reminds us what it is to be caught up in a life with God. God so loved the world that Jesus came to be among us to help us trace a path back to the heart of God in the most unexpected of ways. It is in Jesus' self-emptying and in his humiliation that he reveals what God is like. God came to be like us so that we might have the opportunity to draw near to God. Jesus was extraordinary in his love. He lived the most brilliant of human lives, teaching in the simplest ways. And still, he humbled himself, considering it fitting to be lifted up on the cross. And the response to which we are all called is to trust this grace and this love with our lives. A life with God, life in and through the cross, is the antithesis of loneliness. In the cross, we receive profound and deep relationship with the living God through a vital worshiping community. Being in deep relationship is bound up with our theme as we begin this program year, drawing from the first chapter of John's Gospel, where Jesus calls his first disciples with an invitation, come and see. Indeed, we are all invited to do the same, come and see. See how the power of the cross, see how Christian community offers antidotes 
two, loneliness, in four profound ways that Dr. Murthy identifies, beginning with commending solitude. For it is in moments of solitude, when we allow the noise around us to settle, that we can truly reflect, that we find moments in our life, spaces for gratitude, in solitude, in intimacy with God, who is God's self an example of intimacy among the persons of the Trinity. In solitude, we find fellowship, kinship. Think of those times in recent weeks that we've heard Jesus taking time apart to pray, to be in solitude and in companionship with God. The second buffer against loneliness When you are with others, give them your full attention. Put down your phone or whatever for you is the equivalent of your phone. Just be present as Jesus was with his friends. When they grieved, when they shared joys as he healed, as he showed forth a new way of being in the world. Thirdly, find ways to serve others, Murthy says. Serving others takes you outside yourself, beyond yourself, or perhaps deeper into yourself, into the heart of God. So look for those ways in community to serve. Maybe it's on an IFC cook team. Maybe you're going to be one of the ones creating care packages for our recent graduates. Maybe you'll join in at our upcoming intergenerational Habitat Community Build Day. As you do, whatever it is, invite others to come and see. I found myself able to get back on the road after I heard Dr. Murthy describe a final attribute in mitigating loneliness. He said, quote, but our greatest source of strength comes from, I believe, our fundamental ability to give and receive love. We don't think about love as a source of strength, but I find it hard to think of any force that is more powerful than love. End quote. I, too, find it hard to think of any force that is more powerful than love, more powerful than the self-offering love of Jesus, who invites us all as disciples to come and see, to offer ourselves in solitude, to offer ourselves with our full attention in service to others, with love. That is who and why we are as disciples of Jesus, as people of the Chapel of the Cross. Our greatest strength is our ability to give and receive love. Share it. Invite others to come and see. Be caught up in a life with God. Amen.
The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the Word to serve in the world.